<clears throat> Hello, everyone. Welcome to Brew Jackets, a fun Blue Jacket scene podcast. Joining me tonight, we have my guy, Hefty Duck, my guy, William, and my name is Ooh. Kevin. Welcome to the show, everyone. What up, what up? Welcome, everyone. Nice to uh, see y'all bright, shining faces again. It's been a week. It's been a crazy week. There's been some ups, some downs. It's a really big ups. So <laughs> let's get started. We got a lot to talk about. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I'll set it up this way. So I, you know, a lot of stuff going on in the Blue Jackets world. But two videos that I want to show, which is just awesome. And I just love mascot shenanigans, which is what it is. Mascot shenanigans is one is just a video of Stinger just sniping it on a kid, just going top shelf. He had no chance. And then the second video is from the, the uh, recent Bearcats basketball game where there's a, ma uh, a mascot basketball game and the Bearcat and a kid goes to, to the hoop to try and put it in. And the Bearcats mascot just like fucking just blocks it. And then he just, <laughs> just flexes on him. And it's just so awesome. So anyways, that's what we're going to share right now. Oh yeah, starting off strong with something kind of funny. Uh, I'm gonna share the Bearcats one first here, real quick, just because that's the one I already have pulled up. So, and this was um, a mascots versus kids uh, game at uh, Bear, the Cincinnati uh, Bearcats uh, home court. Yes. So, um, for our audio listeners, I'll describe a little bit what's going on. Because we, it's it's basically all the Cincinnati sports mascots playing a basketball game where the Bearcats play basketball. All right, all right, here we go. Passes to 11. 11 goes up for a layup and bam. And that look at the Bearcat. He fucking flexes on him. What a he does stud. He does the Conor McGregor walk too, where he's like, you know, hey, Draymond Green. Oh my god, what a fuck. Is that a tooth? What kind of mascot is that? Is that... Wow, absolutely getting wrecked by the Bearcat. He just fucking flexes on him and asserts his dominance. Uh, that's pretty awesome. I love to see it. Uh, Alright, so then the other one we have uh, is sorry if you hear my dog barking in the background. Uh, loading. All right, here we go. Do you guys hear my dog by any chance? No, is a noise oh, cancellation. I don't thing? hear okay. it. Excellent, thank you. Um, so yeah, here we have uh, what Kevin was saying is we have some more uh, mascots versus juniors here. And Stinger just absolutely drives this one home. So check it out. We'll start. You're right. A lot of those in Columbus. All right, it's mascot madness here at the ring. JL, give me the play. Get the Stinger stretch the pass across the ice. Stinger's breakaway, breakaway. Do? Oh, Ooh. Knifed no at home no right over. Oh, was that his glove side? Yeah, he just fucking blows it right by him. He sniped. Stinger sniped it. He had no chance. First no, line right there. First line just, material. Uh, oh, yeah. So it looks like we have the Devil's mascot, the Shark's mascot. Oh, yeah. That was over glove side. Ouch. No we get two more times. I got to see this two more Absolutely times. Absolutely no mercy here. We have the Florida Panthers mascot, Stanley. That's right. 
We have Rosie Red from the Cincinnati Reds. We have the the pig. Is it a pig? A warthog? From Kane. Stormy. Yeah, from Kane. <laughs> All right, one more time. We gotta see it one more time. All right, here we go. This cracks me up for that. Goose is joining us here in the chat. Oh, I didn't know we actually got Twitter chat here then, too. We didn't used to. He says, yo, boo, levels. I think he meant devils, but we'll go with that. So, um, what's up, Goose? You know, there's a link out there for you if you wanted to see it. But excellent. All right. That, I love those clips. I saw those, too. And that has absolutely cracked me up. <laughs> like, I just absolutely no mercy triple wubba hub 24 what's up dude how's it going i appreciate uh, you always commenting on our stuff i don't know if we missed your comments last week or not i don't remember uh another thing mid so i'll i'll say this for a different show but there's another uh video that's going around there's a uh, mascots football game at the bengals game it was all cincinnati sports mascots and the mm -hmm. bears mascot Fucking trucks a dude if for a touchdown and it's just like oh no mercy just assert your dominance just so cool uh that's hilarious um i think i've seen that one too that one's pretty good uh well right on so that's uh you know we had to start off with something kind of positive and funny and fun you know because uh we're gonna talk about something that's not so fun um and that is you know, having like, what is it, five, six dudes out for injury? No, Cylinder's back, so it's five, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll go through them. It's been a while for uh, Severson. Uh, it's been quite a while for him. Uh, he's been out with a, like oblique strain or something like that uh, here recently. And, uh, yeah, oblique. I don't, know, I don't know what that means. It just means oblique. I don't even know what part of like that's part of your leg, like back of your calf or something, maybe. Uh, Jack Larozovic, I think he had what, like a high anchor, ankle sprain or something? Yeah. Um, he, so uh, Severson was seen skating today. He may be able to play one of these last two games before Christmas. Um, maybe, maybe not. You know, it is what it is. Uh, Jackets found ways to win with without any of these guys right now, actually. So, uh, Rosovic may be able to come back here shortly after uh, Christmas. And, of course, the other night, Patrick Laine uh, did fracture his clavicle, his collarbone. And um, with that weird, almost 100% of fucking slew foot from um, that no-name guy. I don't remember his name right now. Um, yeah, so he's going to be out like six weeks. Uh, at, from like December like 14th, so that was last week. So like we're looking at like one, two, three, uh, four, five, six. We're looking at like the end of January for his return. Um, also someone out who for six weeks, uh, also probably going to be getting back around end of January. Or so is Boone Jenner with a broken jaw. Unfortunately, he took that uh, puck to the face. It's part of the yeah. game, man. Yeah. Uh, it really sucks. Yeah, but, that was that um, fucking fucking slow foot on Patrick Line. Absolutely dirty hit. You didn't yeah. need to do that. And this again, this this has been the story of Patrick Line when he's been with the Blue Jackets. Is um, Goose. What's up? 
good to see a goose. Um, anyways, so, but as I was saying before, the story of uh, Patrick Line is like he gets, you know, look, things look good for him. He gets going and then he gets hurt. And that's what happened in that Toronto game with Patrick Line. He looks pretty good. He gets a good goal, especially on an absolutely beautiful pass from Kent, John- Kent Johnson, a little backhand pass behind the net and line eight scores and just a great goal, great pass. And, and all right, cool. We got something here. And then that line that line eight was on for that game was just awesome. And then it gets hurt. And then it's like, well, that that's the end of that. All right. Moving on with life. I get again, I guess. Um, but um, yeah, line is unfortunately out again. If, Man, you just kind of wish he just he could just stay healthy for a bit because he's shown he can be a good player for the Blue Jackets, where he just gets going on a streak. And the one that the one thing that comes to mind was during the 2021-2022 season, where he had a streak where it was like ten points in like eighteen games, and a lot of those were goals. So like, just keep it together, you know. They get something more, but. Unfortunately, Patrick Line is not really worth the little over eight million dollar contract right now. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, you know, it's it's kind of funny. I was thinking of this analogy earlier because you know, we're the Blue Jackets, they literally have a cannon at the game. Yeah. Um, both Line and the Jackets kind of seem to be kind of a glass cannon, you know, they have a big hit, but there's a cost sometimes they'll give up the five goal leads. But uh, there's one last person on the IR right now. Adam Boquist. Currently, um, hockeyreference.com has Adam Boquist listed as an injured shoulder, but from what I understand, he has a broken foot. Um, This is according to... uh, Oh, I just had it pulled up. Oops. Oh, well. So I was just reading that, from what I understand, it's a broken foot. I mean, that'll be... He'll be probably back in... uh, You know, February point i'm imagining i broke my foot before it took me quite a bit to recover and then i had to rehab a little bit you know afterwards too because uh you know you hadn't used that foot or that muscle for a while so um you know i, I don't think it's quite as bad as last year but this is still pretty rough you know we have 25 million dollars on our ir right now those are some pretty big contracts who, like you mentioned, haven't really necessarily gotten uh, fulfilled yet. Um, it is what it is. Hockey's a dangerous game. We know it's possible, just like how football is too. People are going to get injured like almost every game. There's going to be something, um, you know, even if it's just kind of small. So that sucked. Or that sucks. Um, hopefully we'll see Severson soon and then Rosie later as well. Um, shit. Yeah. So, and something else kind of stupid or something else that's like, I don't want to talk about here, uh, at the beginning of the show, excuse me. I just had to burp. Um, so, uh, I don't know how many of y'all seen this, how many of you are currently active, uh, on Twitter or X, if you want to call it that. Um, but, uh, you know, we're, we're very active in the blue jackets, uh, you know, kind of scene, on Twitter, and we we see you know a lot of posts that go on about just dumb shit all the time, all day, all night. You know, we talked about it before how you know maybe a little bit of positivity wouldn't hurt anybody. I mean, you can be real about something without being an asshole about it. 
Um, so uh, recently, there's been a group of people who had a disagreement with Dispatch's Brian Hedger um, over him calling a guy a jackass uh, because the guy like went to Twitter to call him out about like why he's not asking these hard-hitting questions in his words or something. I, I'm paraphrasing here, all right? I don't really care too much. I just thought it was funny and I thought it was worth mentioning because, you know, we ourselves are doing journalistic things right here and right now. And, you know, um, he, Hedger does that shit for like a living, right? Like that's his job. And I know that when I'm at my job, oh, I love people to come on and tell me about how to do my job when I'm the one uh, doing it every day for years. So, you know, I just want to ask some of you guys' opinions. If you if you had heard about this, I mean, personally, I don't I don't think Brian Hedger was in the wrong here at all. That's his personal account. You know, that's um, he's allowed to put his own opinions on there. Uh, and also, I mean, if someone calls me out um, for something stupid like that, um, I'd probably say something worse than just calling him a jackass. So I don't. I don't blame him for that. I don't care. Like, right. why are people so upset about this, man? What do you think, Kev? I think it just comes down to this. There's there's many things. I understand that the Blue Jackets aren't doing the greatest now, aren't doing the greatest right now. I would assume that like every Blue Jackets fan doesn't like that. Some more than others, but we can safely assume that Blue Jackets fans probably don't like what's going on right now. So and there and there's different ways that you can handle that and how you can process that. Some people take it better than others, and some people make the decision to go to Twitter and throw it out there, and that's fine. And then some people make the decision to do it too far, where you're consistently tagging people on a consistent basis about. Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing this? How come you're not asking this question? How come you're not asking this question? And one or two questions is fine and everything, but some of these people, you're taking it too far. It's just like daily tweets nonstop. It just almost comes to the point where it's basically borderline harassment. And if I'm someone that is working for the Columbus media and I'm getting tweets like that on a consistent basis, I would be like Brian Hedger eventually. I'd basically kind of be like him. And metaphorically speaking, I'd be like, fuck off. Like, you know, what are you doing? You know? Yeah. And Lock mute, whatever. Yeah. You know, or, like you, you know, whatever. But so it's like, I understand people want at tagging people in tweets in the, from the Columbus media, wanting them to ask certain questions. I understand that. But, some of you people take it too far. Um, some of you people take it too far. And another thing is, I'd say this. If you want to ask all these questions, get a job in the Columbus media. And then you can ask all the questions you want. Because it's part of your job. You work for, the, you work for someone in the Columbus media covering blue jackets and I don't know, crew clippers, Ohio state and whatnot. There you go. You get to a ask those questions. <laughs> so, and you know, goes enough dumb ones, your credentials might get ripped too. <laughs> you know, like shit. 
but you know what? That's just how it is. I think there's just a fine balance to that. Is that it's okay to ask questions and tag people in tweets, but some of you people take it too far, and you and if this whole asking question thing is a really big thing for you, and like it, you really want it. Go get a job with the, someone in the Columbus media, and then you can do it. I also like it when how some reporters that they're, they're not just always negative all the time. They're like, "Yeah, it sucks. It's not doing the greatest, but you know what? It's not all bad. Here's some good things about this." And that's something yeah. that, from what I've seen, that Brian Hedger does is, you know, he'll do some negative stuff, but then you're like, "Oh, ba ba ba." You know, they're doing good. A perfect example of this was last night. When the Blue Jackets are in Buffalo, they win that game 9-4, but they're winning 7-2, and then it kind of started to slip a little bit, gets to 7-4. Blue Jackets win the game 9-4, but why is that important that I mentioned, oh, they were starting to slip? Well, because last Thursday night, the Blue Jackets were playing a pretty good game against Toronto, 5-0. And then in the third in period, the third period. It, in the third period, unfortunately, the Blue Jackets blow that five-goal lead. It goes to overtime. The Blue Jackets win the game seven six-five. A beautiful shot in overtime by Kent Johnson. But that question—I'm paraphrasing it—but that question that Brian Hedger asked. So when it starts to slip, you know, did you think about oh, what happened in Toronto and? Is it like a positive learning experience that you built off of that and you didn't let it get, you didn't let it, the lead get away like you yeah. did against Toronto? Instead, yeah, Buffalo scores some goals and kind of slowly gets back in the game. But instead, you put a stop to that by winning that game, scoring goals. So that's what I kind of like. It's a little bit of both. And then you get to hear the perspective of, what that person has to say, whether that be Pascal Vincent or a player or, you know, someone else. So I guess this yeah. whole long rant that I've been going on here is basically, in my opinion, I just think it how you, how you go about it. I can understand why people feel the way about not good enough questions, but I can also understand why Brian Hedger feels the way that he does. Cause at a certain point it just becomes, you know, uh, too much. Um, I've talked for a little bit much here, so Happy uh, Duck and William, you share your thoughts. Well, one thing I'm going to say, I'm going to turn it over to William here in just a sec, is, uh, you know, if you don't like something, you don't have to, like, watch it or listen to yeah. it or read it. Yeah. You can just not. Uh, but, yeah, William, you know, William, if, for all you out there who don't know, William's a bit younger than us, and I always like his perspective on things because I'm not that young anymore, and I like to, you know, know what's... Uh, like you've been, you know, you're really familiar with social media, right? Yeah. William, I'd say you run our, yeah. um, this TikTok. Yeah. Um, yeah. sorry, looking for the word there. Old man coming out. Um, <laughs> what do you think? You know, is this warranted on social media? Like, like, is he, he take a step too far? Um, I'm kind of in the middle here because, um, everyone's just, coming after Hedger and they won't leave him alone. But he kind of started it in the first place mm -hmm. because where he was calling, I think he called him his exact words was he called the one guy a jackass. Yes. And then that was kind of unwarranted. He could have been a lot nicer about it. I know it's his personal account, but still, if you're going to kind of be like that, you kind of deserve what you what you get. 
And I learned that lesson too recently on social media. <laughs> yeah. So I just yeah, I've been there. Better. I feel you. I think in the last uh, two weeks, I've probably told like three or four people to get fucked on my personal account. You know, just sometimes you got to call people out. Like uh, there was a guy who uh, made a post. Let's see if I can find my reply to it real quick. So um, there was a uh, Buffalo reporter uh, oh. by the name of i'll find it here in just a second a full reporter i know what you're getting yeah he kind of named mike harrington at by m harrington uh this is what he said before the buffalo game last night he has said it's a goat head night as sabers and cvj get warm it's levi and some dude in goal who they can't lose to oops Oops, <laughs> I left a little comment there that says LMAO better put some respect on Terra South's name after that game. Uh, no reply from yeah. the uh, yeah, yeah. journalist, you, you, you know, trash, yeah, you trash talk the Blue Jackets, and oops, your team got smoked by five goals, and the Blue Jackets put nine goals on you. What's that say about your goalies, man? That they right? trash talk our goalie, but your two goalies gave up nine. Combined, right? come on now. Ouch, that hurt both <laughs> their stats. And, like, you know, the funny thing is, I mean, immediately we start. We'll get into this game for a little, really quick. I want to do the ad read here soon. So, um, anyway, so yeah, just to wrap it up on the whole, um, the Twitter thing, I mean, yeah, you, uh, you get what you give. Sure, I'll agree with that. Then also, too, uh, really, it, like, people understand like if you don't really like something and you it's just you don't like it like anything maybe it's not for you maybe you could go consume some other content or something like it's it's not for you move on get over it whatever you know what though at the same time like i just called a reporter last night you can call people out for their shit but like dude Maybe drop it after a bit. You don't got to be so persistent on it. Like, God damn. Um, so, yeah, real quick, I'm going to do this little ad read thing that we do here. You all know we belong to the, the Hockey Podcast Network, uh, and they give us uh, a nice platform and many tools to work with. Let me see if I can find the ad read. Uh, you know what? Yeah, we'll do this little, as always, we do this like a little... Um, promo video thing. I'm going to roll that real quick. Bet the action with DraftKings Sportsbook. And that's my intro. Now I got to talk a little bit <laughs> a little bit about uh, some NHL odds. So I'm going to skip yeah. over everything for today because um, there's no teams playing. Uh, actually, we'll go over the Caps game because that's who the Jackets are going to be playing tomorrow. Um, so Islanders have a plus 102 money line and the Caps have a minus 122 money line. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty interested as to uh, who's going to win this game here. Uh, tonight, 
I mean, my prediction, if I, if I, you know, if I had someone like that was going to punch me in the face if, if I didn't answer, I would say Islanders, but it's not advice. Don't take any, don't take stock in that at all because I don't care. Uh, so then we'll talk a little bit about, uh, you know, the Capitals again tomorrow versus the Blue Jackets. So it's a home game for the Jackets. And uh, it seems that on the money line, the Capitals are all a minus 120. And the Jackets are a plus 100. So, as far as I know, I do believe that means that we're not necessarily favored to win, but it's close. Um, it's very close. You know, we have a plus 1.5 on the puck line. They have minus 1.5, too. Um, so, we'll see how it goes. I mean, I, I'll, I'll, I'm not going to say you know, count us out by any means for tomorrow. Also, not going to discount the Capitals. Uh, and how they've been picking it up a little bit this year. So, anyway, uh, where where'd it go? Download the app now and use code THPN. You got a yawn. Sorry. Ooh, it always happens when I go to read read the script again. Uh, new customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just five dollars on hockey. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Uh, bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-77777. I said one too many sevens there. Uh, <laughs> over at ccpg.org, please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill, Hill Casino Resort, 21 plus ages varied by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bits expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023. All rights reserved. <sighs> and, of course, as always, we are showing you know some other mascots from around the, uh, Ohio at the beginning. Yes. There's other teams you can bet on, too. Not the crew anymore. They already won. Yeah, yeah, because well, they're not they're not coming back. Well, the cruise schedule for next season did come out. They start their season in February. Um, wow, that's a quick turnaround. Yeah, and uh, yeah, um, but uh, when the crew come back, you can bet on them. But Ohio sports for now, uh, Blue Jackets, Ohio State, uh, Cavs, the the Cavs. Yeah, Ohio State's got the Cotton Bowl coming up, so you know they'll be doing that one. Uh, the Cavs. Then uh, Bengals and Browns with big wins this past Sunday. Still, yeah. still fighting for a playoff. Oh, oh my God. It, the, it's amazing that the Bengals and Browns are still fighting for a playoff spot, even with all the injuries they have and not having Deshaun Watson or Joe Burrow. It's right. just, it's just, just amazing. So go, you can bet on the Bengals and Browns. Watson wasn't the answer after all. It, 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 I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> um, no, but Blue Jackets, Ohio State, you know, maybe the Bearcats, uh, the Cavs, the Monsters, Bengals slash Browns. A lot of stuff going on in the Ohio sports world. So, you know, hell bet, yeah, bet responsibly. So, um, in other sports world stuff, um, this leads 
great segue into the next topic of conversation. So, Double IHF World Juniors Tournament is coming up. Uh, starts the day after Christmas. That's going to be December 26th and runs through January 5th of next year, obviously, uh, 2024. Um, so, why I'm bringing this up is that Blue Jackets have four prospects in the World Juniors. Uh, I'm going to list them real quick, and we'll go back through and talk about them here just a little bit. So, first and foremost, the one and only, you've heard us mention him all the time, Gavin Brindley from uh, Michigan University. Um, he is going to uh, Team USA. Uh, Denton Matejchuk, uh, as we all know from the Halifax Mooseheads, uh, Team Canada. I'm sorry, Matejchuk does not play for the Mooseheads. That's Jordan Dumay. Dumay. Matejchuk just plays for the Monsters, right? My, I don't know. Anyway, he's Team Canada. Jordan is, uh, he's out in Canada. Oh, okay. Uh, so Jordan Dumai is going to be on Team Canada as well. He is from the Halifax Mooseheads, not Matejchuk. Um, so uh, congrats to them. And last but not least, do not forget Oiva Keskinen, which uh, a name that not many people hear often and may have forgotten about, but he was drafted in the seventh round by the Blue Jackets this last draft. Um, he is going to be on Team Finland. Um, so good for him. Um, yeah, real quick, uh, we'll start with Oiva real quick, just because I um, uh, I have him right here uh, pulled up. So he was a seventh rounder last draft. He's currently playing in a pro league in um, Tepera, 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 the place where the Jackets went to play that Finland game last Tepara. year. Um, Tepara, sure. Um he has three goals, 15 points uh, total in 29 games played uh, in that league. So, you know, good luck to him for that. I don't really know a whole lot else about him, but um, yeah. So then uh, we have Jordan Dumai. He's been tearing it up in the QMJHL or OHL. That Quebec in your legs. I don't write these things down. I read them and I write down like a tiny little note and then totally forget. I'm like, oh, I'll remember that. I never. I never <laughs> yeah, yeah. That. That's me. Um, That's me too. So good luck to him. You know, uh, this year, as always, well, maybe as always, last few years, because there has not been a Russian team for a while now, um, it's been Team Canada versus Team USA. And, uh, that's like been the two big powers. Now, last year, I believe, was it uh, Latvia and Germany actually got farther than they had ever gone before? Right. Yep. Um, so, you know, there is still some wild cards out there. Personally, I have uh, a three different teams I'll be rooting for, of course. I'll be rooting for Gavin Burnley on Team USA, um, Matejczyk Dume on Canada. And then I have to root for Finland, uh, which I'm excited for. The Finnish people are always uh, great fans. I think they always show up. It was last year. Is it going to be? It's in Canada again this year. I'm assuming. Uh, Sweden. Oh, it's in Sweden. Oh, okay. Sweden. So we're going to see probably a lot of other countries' uh, fans there in attendance. That's going to be cool. Um. So yeah, anyone, any one particular that you're looking forward to? Any predictions on the who's going to be in the finals? Well, clearly, you know, best of luck to all the Blue Jackets prospects in the World Juniors. But for me personally, Gavin Brindley, because you know, 
he's going to be on USA, hoping to get the gold, but also because USA is usually pretty good, he has a good shot at getting getting the gold, even a silver or bronze, you know, to get a medal. So it'll be interesting to see how he goes. And this is Gavin Brindley's second time. He was playing on USA's hockey team last season, and he did pretty good there. So, And he's played good at Michigan last season. Has been playing good at Michigan this season. So we'll see if he just keeps continuing that trend. And it's good. I mean, for all these players, it's good for their development because that's positive experience that you can use later on in your career. Yeah. There's kinds of moments that you want for your players. And the Blue Jackets aren't going to do it, but if they really wanted to, they could send Adam Fantilli and David Yurichak to go play mm -hmm. in this if they really Anyone wanted. under 20, right? Yeah. If they really wanted to, they could. They're not going to do it, but they could if they really wanted to. Um, Jordan Dumay, dude lights it up like crazy. We'll see how he does. But for me personally, Gavin Brindley, because honestly, I've said this before, but the way that Michigan posts their stuff on social media, it's so easy to follow. If there's something up with their team, they post it, whether it be a pictures or videos whatever, or what, where Gavin Brindley is in the lineup. Oh, there's a video of Gavin Brindley. Oh, look, there's a picture of Gavin Brindley. He's doing this. He's doing that. It's easy to follow compared to what other teams that have Blue Jackets prospects. They don't do as good of a job. It's not as good. It's harder to keep track. But Michigan, it's pretty easy to keep track, and it's close by. So Gavin Brindley, best of luck to you. Hope you do well, and whenever you're ready, come join the Blue Jackets when you're done at Michigan and go cook with Adam Adam Fantilli and Kent Johnson and Zach Wierenski, Nick Blankenberg, and everyone else on the team <laughs> because, you know, again, small it's only highlights of what you see, what he's doing in college at Michigan and even the World Juniors, but it looks so damn good, and it's like looking yeah. forward to that, you know? Well, and – this tournament kind of really starts the the draft talk then too for a lot of people because for some people this is their first look at some of these prospects um i know it'll be my first look at some of them I'm, there's always going to be like last year obviously bedard and fantilli just took it and ran with it um you know but there was other people last year that also did really good uh, i think was that malatesta was in there last year matejuk uh, svozel you know, so all these dudes were very, very good last year um, or the year before, if I'm confusing two years or something. Um, and so, you know, this will be a great, great um, opportunity to get a load of them. So um, that, that just a reminder, that's day after Christmas through January 5th, 2024. Um, excited for that. Um I did send you a video of Gavin Brindley being interviewed about being on US. Oh, sure. Let's go ahead and roll that one real quick. Um, because they the other videos that you sent me, I want to this is like about a minute long, so this will give us a little chance for us, like a little bit of a breather here. Um, I'll make sure the audio is going for people. Present share screen. And then um we're gonna move on to to some final uh things I wanna get to after this. The other video that you sent me, I want to show too. I made a post about it and everything. It's such a great freaking video. Wow. 
so here it is, uh, Gavin. Uh, so again, this this follows with what I've been, what I just said, which is Michigan hockey does a good job of posting stuff about their players, and it's easy to follow along. And they recently posted a video of Blue Jackets prospect Gavin Brinley getting interviewed for Team USA's hockey team. So here's the video. Really excited. Um, not too many guys get the opportunity to, to do it twice, so um, don't take anything for granted. And it's a lot of fun, uh, a lot of compete. Um, I think uh, we want to play fast, we want to play hard, and um, you want to play smart too and, and make the right plays with the puck. But at the same time, we've got a lot of skilled players and a lot of guys who can make plays. So um, having free reign to be yourself and play your game, it's one of the best things about USF. So we can, everyone's coming in here in shape. That's non-negotiable but um i think on the mental side of things everyone just has to be ready and um you're going to take on adversity through camp and especially when the game starts so just being ready whenever you get the chance to go over the boards is, is big time no matter who you're playing against or going up against in practice you're um definitely not letting up on anyone so um it's even more special when you're going against the mission guys in the corner it's bragging rights and uh yeah it's, it's always fun our goal is nothing less than, than to bring home the gold medal this year and we've had a lot of guys that were there last year and um, doing everything we can to get the job done this year is going to be huge for our group, and um, there's nothing like winning at an international level, so um, it'll be, be a lot of fun this next little bit. Hell yeah. That's awesome. I feel like that kid's got such a good head on his shoulders um, at a young age, too. I mean, yeah, we're all aware that Johnson and Pantilli are both pretty young, but uh, just, I don't know, hearing that uh, from a uh, you know, from especially a Blue Jackets prospect, but from a, a, a young kid like that is awesome. Um, excited to see what he can do here. I mean, he's tearing it up right now in the college league. Oh, and, he's, uh, one, he's one of Gavin Brindley's one of the top scorers in college hockey right now. Yeah. I mean, we, we've, I mean, we know this because like we've shown videos of him scoring goals like crazy on the show or him setting up a pat, a beautiful pass to set up a goal. So, and all this other stuff. So like, it, it's just amazing to see what he's doing. Cause historically speaking to play hockey at Michigan, you got to be good. You're not getting in. If you suck, it's just not happening. So for him to play good at Michigan is just exciting because if you can play good at Michigan, then you're going to be good in the NHL, generally speaking. And the blue jackets obviously have benefited from that. You should just go down the list from, Jack Johnson to Kent Johnson, Zach Wierenski, Nick Blankenberg, Adam Fantilli, Kent Johnson, boom, 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 just guys that play at Michigan and then have gone on to play for the Blue Jackets, and it's just helped him out big time. So for Gavin Brindley, he's playing good at Michigan. More likely than not, whenever his time comes, he's going to come play for the Blue Jackets, and he's most likely going to continue the trend of, Players who play at Michigan go on to play for the Blue Jackets and be good. So it's just exciting to see. Yeah. You know, it does really suck that, like, you know, we're not having a good season now. Blue Jackets aren't having a good season last year and this year. But, like, when I really do think about two or three years from now, I see a team full of hopefully well-developed prospects. Because right now, in the in their in the leagues they are in, um, they're all doing amazing, and that can translate. You know, it translates very well. Look at, I mean, 
yes, of course, they're going to be stars in their own right. But like, look at Bedard, look at Fantilli. They, you know, they had a little bit of catching up at the very beginning of the season, you know, just to get up to speed. And boom, here they are making similar moves to what they were doing in juniors. Yep. Um, and it happens time and time again. You had Sidney Crosby breaking records back in the day and becoming a beast then here. Um, like Alex Ovechkin, you know, all those dudes like tore it up when they were young. And so very much looking forward to this kid. Um, I hope he stays uh, like as um, motivated as well. Too. Oh, I agree. I agree. Uh, and uh, no, I absolutely agree with, 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 with that one. Yeah. So uh, we'll mention a couple like kind of like, fun things here real quick too. Um, last night, Marchenko got his second hat trick of his NHL career. Mm-hmm. He got it as a natural hat trick too. There was no empty net. There was no penalty shot or nothing like that. Um, it was just a natural hat trick. So something also funny about this last year in December, when the Blue Jackets played Buffalo, then Jackets lost nine to four. Mm-hmm. And I believe it was Tage Thompson who had like a four goal, five point game or something. Mm-hmm. It was like a record for them, which yeah. really hurt. To he- like it just sucks. You know, like people, there's just some records you don't want <laughs> against your team and, and getting scored on that many times is one of them. Um, so it was good to give him back once for that. <laughs> You know, we still got to play on two more times the rest of the year. So, yeah, um, yeah, we're look to that. The interesting, the interesting about that thing about that is that the before this game, the last time the Blue Jackets were in Buffalo was this past season, and they also won that game. And Eric Robinson also had a hat trick against them in Buffalo. And then you fast forward to this season, (laughs) and the Blue Jackets are in Buffalo, and the Blue Jackets win the game. And Krill Marchenko has a hat trick. So apparently the, the last two games, it's been a thing that if the Blue Jackets are in Buffalo, not only are they going to win the game, but someone is going to have a hat trick. <laughs> uh, yeah, ironic that Robinson is now at Buffalo. It, right, yeah. Was he playing last night? I honestly didn't even yeah. notice. Oh, he he was? did. Right he on. did. He played. Um, he was there. I would have been so pissed about him. I'm like, dude, I literally just lost so many games and I came here to lose to the team that I was losing with. Damn. (laughs) You want to think, talk about something. Eric Robinson, he's been on both sides of the spectrum on this, where this past season he's with the Blue Jackets. He's in Buffalo. He helps the Blue Jackets beat Buffalo. He gets a hat trick. (laughs) And then yesterday he's – in Buffalo, playing for the Sabres, playing against the Blue Jackets, the Sabres lose, and the Blue, Blue Jackets get a hat trick. So he's been on both sides of this spectrum. Yeah, that's so goofy to me. I love hockey. It's a small hockey world out there. You know, there's only 32 NHL head coaches in the world. That's not a whole lot. That's why you see a lot of them getting passed around and shit like that, too. And same with the players. I mean, there's only so many NHL caliber caliber players in the world. And, you know, the I've heard, you know, rumors and stuff about possibly another expansion team in the next few years. So, you know, it's just, it's just interesting what, what really could end up happening. Um, and so speaking of, uh, you know, people coming and going. So last night 
was Brendan Gauntz's first game of the season for the Blue Jackets. Um, you know, of course, with having uh, Line A, Jenner, uh, and Roslevic out, Boquist too, that's a lot of our forward group. So, you know, having to bring some people up. And I thought that he looked pretty good last night. He gets a point in his first, gets an assist. It's a, a point in his very first game uh, of the NHL season for him. So congrats to, to Brennan Gantz. I mean, you know, he's a little bit older. He's 29 years old. You know, I think he could, he could in a different team or a different world, if we were in a different position, you know, maybe be a good fourth liner um, in, in, in the NHL. But, you know, we got a lot of bodies and... We also have a lot of options that might kind of be a little bit better. Um, So good for him. And then a few nights ago, Johnny Gaudreau, uh, he got uh, the distinguishment of getting 700 points. Now, he is the eighth fastest NHL player in history to get to 700 points. Um, He did it in 715 games. I believe the next closest after him was like Keith Kachuk, um, you know, the Kachuk brother's dad, I'm assuming, um, at like 725 games. And that was in 19, I'm sorry, that was in 2003. So that was like 20 years ago. So there hasn't been anyone to get it in that amount of time in at least the last, uh, you know, 20 years. So congrats to Johnny. One has to wonder if he could have done it a little bit quicker, um, you know, maybe. Maybe not. You don't know. This hockey is a random game sometimes. Like sometimes. So, congrats to Johnny Gaudreau for that. Uh, props to him. I I mean, you know, it's not always uh, easy uh, playing on this team. <laughs> I've seen it. We got to show uh, the goal from Kilmarchenko. We got to put that on the screen. Oh yes, yes. We definitely have to cover that here real quick. Um, Cool. Yeah, I think that's most of the things on my list. So let's go ahead and get to this. So now, as I posted on uh, Twitter, I watched this goal. Um, Honestly, like I was joking that I've watched it 50 times, but at this point, I've actually probably watched it like 50 times. Yeah. Um, It's that good. Like my, I still, every time I see it, I'm like, how, how did he do this? It's like it's the most ridiculous, one of the most ridiculous goals I've ever seen. So this was goal three for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, so it was at the very end of the first period last night. Right. Um, and oh, I was about to roll it without pulling it up on the screen. So okay. basically, the basically the setup how this goes is the Blue Jackets are on the power play, and uh, Blue Jackets are trying to set things up here. They set it up, and then it's a pass to Krill Marchenko and. Like you said, how he does that, I don't know. But it's just an absolutely beautiful, sweet goal where he Kromarchenko puts it between his legs, shoots it, and scores. And you're just like, wow, what a what a great goal. So we Dude, got to play it here. He didn't have time to think. So we'll let it roll once, then we'll describe it for the audio listeners. The Michelle Sanderson, six foot six or six foot seven. So you had to run to the top. John drove with the pass. Marchenko pulls it. Well, I'm 
Seb's gonna let it roll once, but Marchenko just pulls it, like settles it, pulls it like backwards through his legs, turns his stick kind of around between his legs, and shoots it. Not only shoots it, he scored. Dude, watch this in slower motion. Bam. How do you even think of that? Why does that come to your mind? Do you even think of that, or is that just like instinct? Is that just you know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah. Because, like, you, is something like that, normally you, you have to be thinking about it, like, ahead of time, right? Like, maybe this is something he doesn't practice sometimes. I don't know. Because he gets it right over the glove side of, of – is it Levy or Levi? Because I, I want to say Levi. We, that's we, we, we got to show that one more time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, unfortunately, I ran an ad for them, too. Oh, well. All right, so. Making it around. Like, he, he had an option. He had Voronkov kind of there. But, yeah. like, it would have been a bit more awkward. He would have had to move his left foot out of the way of, like, a pass. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. Like, like I said, like, how do you, how do you even think of that? You know, if something that happens that quick, do you even think about it or you just do it? Yeah. And if you do it, why? Why did you? Why is that what you thought about? Because that's amazing. And that he shoves, he puts it between the, the legs of the Sabres defender, too. Yeah, which is just as amazing. Like, oh, my God. What a shot. All right, well, you know what? I want to play it one more time because I want to get Goose's thoughts on this. They're absolutely kill this one here. Oh, what a beautiful backhand by Marchenko. Something funny about this game last night is after the first period, you know, the Buffalo Sabres scored in the first, like, 30 seconds. Um, after the first period was over, from what I understand, the Buffalo fans were booing their own team off the ice. I don't, they, I do not think they were booing the Blue Jackets. Like, what, what's the point of booing a team that's kicking your ass? Like, you're just being salty now. I think that they were booing their own team because they're, although they're doing better than the Jackets, they're also not doing very good this year. Yeah. So, so. okay. So, Goose, I, I need to. What are your thoughts on that goal by Kromarchenko? Uh, well, to start off with, I want to find out the most funny part of that clip. At the beginning, you know, the announcer, the play-by-play um, -play announcers were going over, like, you know, Matthias Samuelson, the person who, you know, was standing right in front of Marchenko when he made that goal. Yeah. I found it funny that they were, like, talking about how good he was, and then he just let in the fucking goal. <laughs> it's yeah. curse, but it just worked in our favor this time. Yeah. But uh, I just want to say that that goal is just extremely impressive. The pass work there is amazing. The fact that it didn't get any interception, there's, like, maybe four five passes on that play the fact not even one got intercepted is just outstanding the, and the fact that Marchenko I believe is like 5'11 was able to shoot past uh Samuelson who I believe was in, yeah in the clip was said that he was like six foot six like that's just I, I'm impressed honestly it's just, it's just, it's, yeah which would make like it that six, probably yeah he yeah Kirill Marchenko is on us he's actually six foot three wow yeah I was Dude, thinking. Uh, guys, I was. I, mean, I was thinking of. Uh, I must be thinking of. What's his name? Ah, uh, shit. Voronkov. No. No, because not even Voronkov. I was thinking of. Uh, I was thinking of Chinnikov, but he's actually six foot one. All those dudes are really tall. They just like aren't as tall as like say, Lion. You know, six foot six. Or, like, Goodbranson. You know. Like, yeah, but yeah. like 
overall, just a very impressive goal, honestly. I think the the amount of everything that has to go into a goal being scored there is just hats off to you, Marchenko. Yes. Okay. Well, William, I, I, I need to know your thoughts on that goal. That goal was fucking dirty. That was sick. When I, I first saw the clip, because I didn't watch the game, I saw I had just finished one of my exams, started scrolling on Instagram, I saw that, and I literally said under my breath, I went, damn. Yeah. That was just... Oh yeah, gosh. honestly, like when I was watching it last night, I watched it happen. I did not realize what happened. I needed to see it. And then I thought it was like, I was like, wow, that's a really good goal. But then it didn't really register to me until like I saw it on Twitter. And then I was like, I don't know. Maybe I just, I don't know what I was thinking or doing last night. But it was at the end of the period, you know, I kind of start, my mind starts to wander. I'm like, oh, okay, got to get some snacks. I go to the bathroom. And then all of a sudden they scored, and it's like, oh, cool. And then I was on Twitter later, and I was like, oh, wow. That's incredible. Like, what in the world? Yeah. Like, how do you it, even? It did. Overall, a great goal by Komar Chenko. Credit to you for getting your second hat trick. Not only does he get a hat trick, but Komar Chenko gets a natural hat trick, and he set a new Blue Jackets record for fastest natural hat-trick in Blue Jackets history. So credit to you for that. Also in that game, uh, the Blue Jackets set have a new record for most players with two points in a game in Blue Jackets history with 10. So that set a new team record. So shout out to all those guys doing that record. And um, that just seems to be one of the themes of the Blue Jackets so far this season is they set new records from most guys playing at Michigan for, for the same team in the same game, you know, Blue Jackets. That being Adam Fantilli, Kent Johnson, Nick Blankenberg, Zach Wierenski. Blue Jackets are the first team in NHL history to have four people from Russia score a goal on the same team in the same game. And you can go down the list. There's a whole bunch of other stuff, but that just seems to be the thing with the Blue Jackets so far this season that one of the themes they're doing is we're going out there setting new records, whether that be NHL records or new Blue Jackets records. And, you know, yeah, you give up four goals, but minus that, it was a pretty damn good game that the Blue Jackets played against Buffalo in Buffalo. So shout out to them. And, yes, most people are going to remember that Toronto game as they blew a five-goal lead, which isn't which isn't good. And I kind of remember it that way too. But a lot of things I'm going to remember it too is, you can't this. You can't not remember the first two periods. They played real good first two periods. Scored five goals. Kent Johnson had his first three point night. Two goals, one assist for three points. Yeah. And one of the goals he scored was just you know a great a great deflection. Andrew Peak has the puck up high, shoots it, and Kent Johnson just kind of sticks his stick out there, kind of at the last moment, and gets it gets it in there, scores. Like I said before, he has the beautiful behind-the-net pass backhand to Patrick Line, and Line scores, so that was cool. And then in overtime, Kent Johnson with a, just an absolutely beautiful shot to win in an overtime. The goalie for Toronto had no chance of stopping that one. So, 
yeah, they blew the five-goal lead, but still a lot of good moments in that game against Toronto. And you just have to like what you're seeing from the Blue Jackets because you're starting to see a lot of those results starting to come, and you're starting to see a lot of this young talent that the Blue Jackets have is starting to bloom. It's exciting not just to watch now, but also in you know in the future. It's something to see. Yeah, I'm getting stupid excited for this team in the future. I mean, because, well, especially we've talked about before, like, yeah, people are always like, well, your team sucks. That's why you're talking about your prospects. Yeah, yeah, that's why we're talking about our prospects. That's exactly why. But they're good. I'm excited for them. You know, and I, we, you're right. We're starting to see, like, the fruits of their labor of, you know, growing up, being becoming, you know, um, NHL caliber players and whatnot. So, yeah, the future I feel is bright. I mean, right now is rough. You know, you're a Blue Jackets fan. If you know, you always say, "Well, next year's our year." But you know, legitimately, in the next two to three years, these guys are going to be fully grown men playing in a professional league. And I just have, I have some hope. I have to have some hope because if I didn't. Why yeah. you know there'd be I'd just be sad. All right, I'd be sad. Yeah. So, so yeah. give me this one. And, anyway, and, you know, and honestly, maybe perhaps this is just me, and maybe some other people too. But like, even when the Blue Jackets were doing better and and they were good, I still talked about some of their prospects because it's like, oh, we have a good team now. Like, oh, we got this good prospect here. You know how that goes, and we'll put him in here, and how he's going to make our team better. You know, a perfect example of this. You know. Years when the Blue Jackets were doing better, you know, one of the big talk. Oh, you know, I wonder how uh, Alexander Texier is going to do when he comes with the Blue Jackets, or you wonder how, you know, you know, you pick you pick another guy. You wonder how uh, Liam Foody or Carson Meyer, or you think how they, you know, all these other guys think that they're going to do when the Blue Jackets were doing better. How's Elvis Merzlikens going to do and all this other stuff? So, like, yeah, if your team isn't doing as good, you're more likely going to talk about their prospects. Even if you're doing good, you still have that one or two prospects that's really good and exciting that can help you out for the future. And you wonder, ooh, we have a good team now. What's it going to look like when we add this guy, you know, into the, into the, into the mix? Yeah. And no, even the I good team, and even the good teams, when they try and make a trade, whether that be in the off season or during the trade deadline, even they have like guys that they like, if you try and ask for them, you know, they say no, even if they're a team that's really good and they're trying to win a Stanley cup and try and go for it. Even some of those teams have limits that there are just some guys, whether it be a player or a prospect that you cannot touch. And that happened with the blue jackets as well. What in 2019, when the Blue Jackets got Matt Duchesne, Yarmo Kekalainen said this in a press conference that a lot of teams would ask him about Alexander Texier, and he automatically said no in any trade talks, shut it down just right there and there. So I get, you know, sure, if you suck, you're going to talk about your prospects more, but if you're good, it's nice to talk about prospects that are good because it can help your team as well. Yeah, no, I would definitely have to agree with you there. 
Um, well, that about does it for us. But first, we're going to go around. I want to get uh, Goose. I know you were, weren't able to join us for the whole time, but do you have any uh, final thoughts or anything uh, you know you want to say yet? Emotions, no. whatever. Uh, no, not really. You just, uh, I just want to say one thing. I want to preach. I, as a Bruins fan, I want to preach this one thing. We need to fire Jim Montgomery. He's a shit coach in the regular season now. And uh, Putin Goose, a fun Bruins theme to Goose. Yes. Follow at, Putin Goose, follow at Putin Goose Twitter. And that's all I really have to say. Your team's like 19 and 5. You can't just fire the fucking coach at 19 and 5. Come on. <laughs> he doesn't know. He's the only regular season coach and can't even coach a regular season team anymore. It's 5 dude. You're first in the Atlantic. All right. 19 well, and 11. But 19 and, 11 and uh, a lot different if you include the extra well, statistics I, I uh, proposed a few months ago. Six. Yes. That's still. But, uh, well, you know, since uh, Watt, since wine isn't here this week, uh, Goose, can you tell us anything about Ohio State legend Mason Morai? Uh, am I supposed to say it like how wine would? No, 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 no. Share your own thoughts. He's a fucking stud, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. All right, Goose, everyone. <laughs> Oh yeah, Goose. Good one. All right, uh, uh, William, got anything else that you'd like to? Um, I'll make this quick. I'll make this quick. Follow me on TikTok and Twitter. That one's CBJ fan. Go ahead and follow the TikTok account, the Brew Jackets account, at Jackets Pod. And also go follow Parody Goalie Seventy Nine and Bjork Swag on Twitter. And also, while you're at it, claim an FHL team. Yeah. That's all I got to say. It. Sweet. Kev, you got any thoughts you want to wrap it up with? Well, we got two more. Uh, we got two more Cappy winners since our oh, last year. Yeah. So, uh, of course, in the Toronto game, when the Blue Jackets beat Toronto, Ken Johnson had a three-point night, including the game-winning goal in overtime. And he's the one that got the Cappy for that game. And then uh, yesterday, the Blue Jackets play the Sabres in Buffalo, and they win that game 9-4. And uh, Krill Marchenko, as we said on the show today, gets a hat trick. And because of his hat trick, Krill Marchenko is the one that gets the cappy for the game for the win against Buffalo. So it'll be interesting to see next time the Blue Jackets win, who does Krill Marchenko give the cappy to? That'll just be interesting to see. Uh, how that how that works out. So that'll be just, you know, interesting to see. Um, I have some Gavin Brindley videos to share, but I'll, I'm going to save that for, for another time, you know. Anyways. Right on. Um, as always, as I do every show, it is my brother's dog, Cooper. So there you go. It's a picture. Yeah. Uh, a picture of my brother's dog Cooper. So there it is. <laughs> Cooper Coop. Yes, yes. Damn good dog. Anyways, oh, and I saw him this past Monday actually. Oh, nice. He was at, oh, yeah. he was at, my, he was at my my brother had was picking up my nieces and 
Cooper needed to get out of the house, so he brought Cooper over. Noise. So there's Cooper. Uh, anyways, as I as I do every show, you should totally subscribe to our YouTube channel, like, share, subscribe, and do all the stuff that helps out our channel. Because you know, we're a fun Blue Jackets themed podcast that talks about our favorite hockey team, the Blue Jackets, and sometimes alcohol. Because you know, Blue Jackets. <laughs> Uh, I have some today. Oh, well. Hey, you know, some other time. Uh, but yeah, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Like, share, subscribe. You should totally do it. Do it. And, yes, yes. And I do this every show because, you know, it's, because, you know, memes. But uh, just for the memes and the laughter, I think you should wear this suit again, Zach Rowensky, because you wear it. During the 2016-2017 season, and the Blue Jackets won a lot of games when you wore that suit. So, you know, wear that suit again. But for the laughters and the memes, and, you know, the Blue Jackets won a lot of games when you did that. But that's just me, besides the point. Um, oh, yeah. And um, go check out Union Blue Soldiers, a fun Blue Jackets-themed group that I run. It's a lot of fun. We do marches. And a whole lot of other fun stuff. And we got a lot of fun stuff planned for the future. So, yeah, stay tuned to all of our social media uh, pages to tune in and find out when I post stuff and what, what that news could be. So check out Uni Blue Soldiers. Hell yeah, do it. Do it now. Hit all the buttons. I don't know if, uh, can you, if you can see that or not, but that Christmas tree over there. Is a it's a blue jacket's Christmas tree. Nice. That's dope. There you go. Fire. Hell yeah. Sick. I ain't got anything else. No, no, just no. check out Union Blue Soldiers and uh yeah. Cool. So I forgot to mention it earlier in the show, but um anyone out there who's still with us here, I'm gonna be at tomorrow's night's game in Columbus. Uh, it's going to be the Blue Jackets versus the Capitals. So if you see me, say hi. I'm probably going to be at the can camera up. Oh, shit. I'm probably going to be at the cannon at intermission. So if you want to take a picture or something, you know, stop by. I'll probably put a post up on Twitter or something like that. Um, I'm going to, I know I'm going to grab a couple pictures while I'm there. Uh, there's this really cool thing out front that was like a CBJ light display I want to get a picture of. Um, so yeah, just, uh, See me say something, but uh, yeah, yeah we'll yeah. see y'all then. What all the blue jackets for all the games before Christmas are doing a thing where it's like a blue jackets logo and it's like a I guess you could say like a holiday slash Christmas thing, 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 yeah. thing you can get your picture taken with. And people have been taking pictures with it, and the blue jackets have been retweeting it, so it's been cool to see, so. yeah, yeah, no, that's probably part of why I want to do it. Uh, to be honest, but yeah, that's going to be exciting. I'm looking forward to it. I got that game. That I'm going to be at um, the Bruins game on January 2nd. So uh, keep an eye out for that. I'll be making some cool posts. But until next time, like Kevin said, like, subscribe, share with your friends. Do whatever you got to do to do the things we're doing. I appreciate you all. Thanks to our audio listeners. Thanks to our uh, video watchers on Twitch. No, we don't stream on Twitch anymore. Sorry, on Twitter. Facebook or YouTube, especially our YouTube viewers. You're awesome. Yeah. Uh, and we'll see you here in a week.
Happy holidays. Yeah. Where'd my mouse go? Oh, there it is. <laughs> All right. I got to go.